Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to pray for yourself and say, Father, minister to me this morning. Change my human ideology. Let the spiritual take over. Lord, let me flow in that realm of the spirit that I will have divine understanding in the name of Jesus. Speak to me, Lord. Challenge my spirit. Let me move from one degree to another one. Let me excel in the realm of the spirit this morning through the impartation of your word in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray this morning as your word comes forth, there will be deliverance. Lord, there will be change of spirit and change of mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have your seat. God bless you. This morning I will, I will be ministering on the topic, ministry consciousness. Ministry consciousness. Let's go to the book of John chapter 7. From verse 37 to 40. Ministry consciousness. Recall, I have always said here, it is what you hear, that's the message that you hear, that forms your philosophy or your ideology of, or mentality. And once your philosophy is formed, therefore, you begin to do that thing. You are a product of what you have believed. You heard something, you believe it, it formed your philosophy, your ideology, or your mentality, then you now begin to do it. So it starts from what you hear. For example, what you attack is not the action. I don't attack action. I attack the spirit behind the action. The devil knows this. That is why the first thing he did was not to appear as the devil to Eve. He didn't appear as a deceiver to Eve. What he did was to appear in a subtle manner. And what instrument did he use? He used the instrumentality of the message. He said, has God said you shouldn't eat of this fruit? It came from that perspective. And Eve began to say, yeah, God said we shouldn't eat of this fruit. He said we shall eat of this fruit, we shall die. And he said, you shall not surely die. God knows that the day you shall eat of this fruit, you shall be like him because you shall know both, both good and evil. In other words, whatever God knows, that's what you are going to know. So God didn't want you to eat the fruit because he doesn't want you to know what he knows. That is a message that the devil sold to Eve. Today, you have succeeded in doing stuff because of what somebody told you. That's the plain truth. You are a product of the information that has been injected into you. So you do what you do because of what you are told. A few years ago, I was having a dialogue with someone and the person was telling my sister and the person said, eh, we are told, this is what all the person said. The person said, we are told that when you are uh, going to marry somebody, even when you are not married, you can be sleeping with yourself as long as you don't get pregnant. It is when you get pregnant, that is when it is wrong. That's what the person was saying. And I said, 
Wow. So the person said we were told. I know where the person is coming from. I don't want to mention where she heard it. So the person is living a life of sin, a life of fornication, because of the information that has been sold to her. You are a product of what you have been sold to in terms of information. So what the devil does is to sell an information to you. Once you buy it, then you are doomed if that information is false. So that's why I said when the, philosoph- when the message is wrong, the philosophy therefore is going to be wrong. It's going to be garbage in garbage. It's as simple as that. For example, we are product of what we believe. I deliberately wore this cap to church because of this thing I'm going to say. I wonder why men don't wear cap in church. Because we are told that it's not good for a man to wear cap in church. I wonder where that philosophy came from. I know where it came from. I don't want to go into that history. Because you see, as I talk to you, I, have, I read a lot. I have read the history of the church right from the Bible, the persecution of the church as it cascades down to the advent of the Roman Catholic. Everything, I know a lot about the history of the church, how the church was persecuted and everything. Some of the doctrines that we preach today in the church, I know where it all came from. How Judaism came into the church. Some of the things that we are preaching today came from the, from, the, from the message of Judaism, not necessarily from the message of Christ. And even the disciples, some of them fell, fell prey to Judaism. I'll give you an example. When Peter started to preach the message of circumcision, he was giving the impression that when you are not circumcised, you are truly not part of Christ. Read the book of Galatians. So it was, because you see, you cannot blame Peter 100%. Because he's a full-grown Jewish man. Peter, James, John, all these guys that Jesus used, they were all Jewish guys, right? Now, in the book of Acts, when God wanted to change him, and how was he going to do that? He was going to change his philosophy. So what he did do, he presented a message to him. He said, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, I cannot eat anything that is unclean. And the the message was that, who told you that this is unclean? In Judaism, the Jews don't relate with other tribes. They don't intermarry, right? They don't, you know, the only God that they serve, which ideally is what was given in the law, is God. They They don't allow other persons to join their worship, right? So, when... That vision came and said, kill and eat. He said, these guys, these things are unclean. I cannot eat it. And God said, who told you that is unclean? To call the long story short, messengers came from Cornelius, and it was as a result of that vision that he saw that made him to go and meet Cornelius guys. And when he was preaching, look at what, how God dealt with Peter. When he was preaching, the Holy Ghost fell... And they started speaking in tongues. Spiritual things started happening. And Peter said, indeed, God is no respecter of persons. In other words, whether you are Jew, you are Greek, wherever you come from, you are Roman, as long as you believe in God, you are going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Cornelius was a Gentile. He was not a Jew. Because at that point in time, Peter taught, and him and his folks thought that the gospel was only meant for the Jews. That was the same politics that played out when even in the dispensing of welfare, they were segregating the widows who came from the Greeks. And they were giving preference to the widows who came from the Jews. Not be today politics day. And so the Grecians, the, 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 the Greeks, they cried out and said, uh -uh, why are you discriminating us in the daily distribution of welfare? That is when they sat down and they said, it's not good that we should serve the word of, um, we should leave the word of God and serve tables. They appointed deacons and such administration made the church to grow. What am I saying? It is what you know that translates in what you do. Peter and the rest did not know any better because they have been trained to know what they knew. So God had to raise somebody like Paul. Read the Gospels. I mean, um, um, the, the letters of Paul like Galatians, Ephesians, 1 Corinthians and all this stuff. Paul, God had to raise somebody like Paul to begin to debunk some of these traditions that crept into the church. There are plenty. You know, I promise you one day that I'm going to talk about false doctrine. I'm still going to, it's plenty. I'm still going to teach you about that. Paul had to debunk some of these things. In Galatians, Paul dealt with the issue of circumcision. He said, how can you tell me? Because I am not circumcised and I have believed in Christ. I am not part of Christ. What kind of gospel is that? What is circumcision? The removal of the false skin. It was the covenant that God had with Abraham. And God said, for me to establish this covenant with you, we have to go into a contract, right? And so there's going to be circumcision of every male child. The, the, the act is not only in terms of activity. It is the shedding of blood. For every child that is circumcised, it is blood that comes out. So what ratified the covenant between uh, God and Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant, was the, the, the blood that shows. is the blood. But you see, the circumcision covenant no longer holds sway because Jesus has already shed his blood on the cross. Do you understand it now? So the circumcision covenant is no longer valid as far as the new dispensation is concerned, this New Testament is concerned. You cannot tell me because I am not circumcised, I have not, I have not, uh, what do you call, I am not part of Christ. No. So why do people do things that are holy when they come to church on Sunday? It is because of the belief that the building is the church. So you see men building big cathedral with a big cross and people wake up in the morning and they say, let's go and meet God. Let's go and meet God. God is in that place. God is in the big cathedral with the big cross in front. And so the way the altar is arranged, there are a lot of things happening in there. Because the idea is that that is where God stays. 
It is what you hear and what you know that is what you're going to do. But the point is this. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, one of the fundamental things that happened was that the veil of the temple was opened up. It means that we all have access. Arm robber, prostitute, drug addict, everybody all have access into the Holy of Holies. You can see what is inside. So God left the, the so-called Holy of Holies, the so-called altar, he left there. He's now living in the heart of men. So when you come to this place, the real place is not church. The Bible says, do not forget the assembly of one another as the manner of some is. If this place is where God lives, this rug, this pulpit, all this stuff, they will be the holiest of the items in this place because they are not living the presence of God. The presence of God is not here. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. Church is not the building. Church is where me and you are having fellowship. It is called koinomia. So, for example, during COVID, were we not having church in my house? Were we not having church in my house? A lot of, of denominations could not travel to the building, right, that they call church. They were doing it in close environments. It's still church. If you even go through the history of the persecution of the church, you will find out that at some point, Christians could not come out. They were living in caves. Inside the cave, they were having fellowship. They were still having koinomia. Will you say that God was not with them there? God was with them. So you see, Christians come to this place and they are holy. They live a sanctimonious type of life. And immediately they leave this place, they become different. Why? Because of the information that they have heard over time. But that is not true. That's why we are talking about ministry consciousness today. Give me John 7, 37. The emphasis is about the outward. When Jesus said it's about the inward, it's the spirit of God that you carry that determines what extra you do. Praise the Lord. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man test, let him come unto me and drink. Give me 38. 38, please. And he that believes on, on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Did you see that? He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Go, we'll read up to 40. Give me 39. But he speak of the spirit which they that believe on him shall receive. For the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, 40. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said of a truth, this is the 
prophet. Hallelujah. So what Jesus was saying, he said, once you believe in me, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The Holy Ghost had not been revealed that time. Immediately Jesus Christ left, one of the things he said we are going to receive is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But I promise you, I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power. And you will be my messengers. Fantastic. Before I read this place, I want to decipher this place. Give, give me 2 Corinthians 3 verse 8. Or, you know what, give me, let's read 6 to 8. 2 Corinthians 3, 6 to 8. He alone makes us adequate ministers who are focused on entirely new covenant and ministry not based on the letter of the law, but through the power of the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord kills, but the Spirit pours out life. Praise the Lord. Now listen, if you read KJV, it says he has made us able ministers. If you, knew, if you read New Living Translation, he said he has made us competent ministers. So what the Bible is saying is that you have been made a minister. Now, a minister doesn't mean someone who comes to church every Sunday and the person is handling the mic the way I'm doing now. That's what you've been told has been issue. A minister doesn't refer to the choir. A minister doesn't mean someone who comes, maybe drama units or uh, what do you call, dance units they are having um, um, show for everybody to see and you call it administration. That is not ministering. That is an, a very small part of ministration. Ministration is not when you hold the mic and you are talking to a crowd. No, that is, that is um, part of it. It's just a symptom of ministration. The word ministering or ministration came from the word diakonos. Diakonos in the Greek actually means messenger or a servant. So the word ministering or being a minister has nothing in 100% has to do with handling the mic. But it has to do with a lifestyle. It's a, you know, if you were talking about, Juma um, was talking about career. It's a career. As a minister, that has become your lifestyle. So you don't come to church and you sing and you preach and you say, oh, I have ministered today. Then you go back home and you become a Boko Haram uh, terrorist. That's wrong. The word minister, to minister means to diaconus. Diaconus is, the another word for diaconus is a servant or a messenger. Now let's go to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Follow me carefully because I want to debunk your thinking. Some of you, your lifestyle has to change because of the information that you have received have been issued. You think it's only church that you can, you call it ministration. But when you go to work, you are not ministering anymore. I'm going to change certain things today. Now listen, he said, but I promise you this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power. Now the word power in the Greek that is translated there is dunamis. The word dunamis is where you get the word dynamo from. 
What is dynamo? A dynamo is a machine that has the capacity to reproduce itself. It's not, it, it charges itself, right? So when the Bible says that the spirit, right, that is in us, gives us the ability for us to recharge ourselves. So when you speak in tongues, you are like a dynamo. You are recharging yourself. So the word uh, power is dunamis, dynamic ability to cause changes, right? And I said, and you will be my messengers. You know, what you are used to is the word, you will be witnesses. Now, the word witness is also from the word messenger, a messenger is somebody who carries a message. And in this place, the messenger has nothing to do with a specific time to carry the message. The messenger carries the message all the time. In those days in the village, if the king wants to have a meeting, there is a town crier that will go and be ringing, the king will be meeting with us by 5 p.m. today, please make sure you come out to the market square. You are like that messenger. But the difference between you and that messenger or that town crier is, is that that town crier is ringing the bell based on a specific time. Your own is that you are ringing the bell with no specific time, you are always ringing the bell. It's a lifestyle for you. You are in the bus, you are ringing bell. You are in your house, you are ringing bell. You, are, um, you want to buy a car, you are ringing bell. Have you ever thought of it? You are having a conversation with the vendor who is washing your car, for example. And you are having an honest discussion with him or with her. And the next thing, you are also sharing the gospel with the person. That was the scenario that Jesus found himself. When Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman, it was an innocuous, platonic, you know, um, interaction he was having with the woman. It was not a revival service. It was not a three days fasting and prayer service. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, it was an an innocuous relationship. A relationship that has no ayuta of, of evil intention. There was no, it was just clear interaction. That's the truth. So as you go about your daily ministration, it's a daily ministration. Once you wake up in the morning, you wake up a messenger. When you eat, you are eating as a messenger. When you are in the bus, you are a messenger. You are driving your car, you are in the messenger. Sometimes when I drive and I give people lift, there was a day I gave someone a lift. And we're just, I will always interact. I cannot just keep quiet. Except, you know, there's, there's something in my spirit that I actually will need to deal with. I, will, I carry someone in the car and the next thing I heard, why don't you strike up a conversation that will lead to you telling him about Christ, for example. I said, wow, that's a good idea. And the nice thing, I started gisting with the guy. I started gisting, whether it's a guy or lady, I do that a lot. I started gisting. Because I'm a messenger. In my car, I am a messenger. By the time I get out of my car, I am a messenger. A messenger is someone who ministers. 
And the ministration has nothing to do with time in terms of, oh, let me wait for a specific time. No, as I'm doing now. This is just 1% of the ministration. 1%. Tell me any program that Jesus held and he said, revival, revival, revival. In seven days time. No, the Bible says that Jesus Christ went about doing good. It was his nature to go about, and that was what we call, that's what we call ministration. That is ministration. So, when the Bible says, you shall receive power, the purpose of the power, the purpose of dunamis, so that you can minister effectively. Somebody with me. So, you can minister effectively. So, as you minister on your daily basis, you see somebody that is sick, what do you do? You lay hands. You see a dead man, you pray. You see somebody that, that is epileptic, you pray. Whatever. You go about. It is good for you to put your spirit in dealing with the issues that come to you. But most especially, the reason why you have the Holy Ghost is for you to be able to minister to others. The Christianity we are practicing now, we are too selfish. It's all about ourselves. It's all about ourselves. We are more concerned about our issues. How do we deal with our issues? But how do we deal with our weaknesses? Weaknesses everywhere. The pastor, if I tell you, we all have issues. Even me, I get issues. Plenty. But Jesus Christ said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be witnesses, messengers. You shall be my servant. You are a servant, not only in church for real. So it is not a dual identity. It's not a dual identity. You see, if this generation of Christians suffer persecution, a lot of people will backslid. I'm telling you for free. You are not even getting any persecution. You are already denying Christ. How are you denying Christ? You don't want, ah, in this office, I don't want them to know I'm a Christian. No. The day I know I'm a Christian, I will lose my job. I would rather lose my job than to deny my identity. I'm telling you the truth. I'm that daring. How can you compare money to eternal life? Jesus Christ said, if you deny me, I will also deny you before my father. Only in church for real, they should know that I'm a pastor. Or they should know that I'm a Christian. Only in church for real. Once you step out, immediately they say, ah, pastor divine. You say, don't say that. Don't call me that. Don't say If they know you are a pastor because you didn't identify yourself in terms of telling them. In short, I have never, I tell you with all meekness and humility, I, have, I don't tell people my name is Pastor Disc. But just being in a place within a short period of time, they already know there's something about this guy. I walked in a place some years ago. All of a sudden, I became very close to the HR. We became best of friends. I don't even know. Anytime he sees me, heals me, was giving me a lot of accolades. I didn't know why. But in my office, the drivers 
I was relating with them. They've not eaten. I will sit down with them. We'll eat together. I'll give them money. I was just doing the work of Christ. Normal, normal lifestyle. But they discovered I was different from every other person. Then one day I was in the office. The HRO just called me. He just gave me a call. He said, Richard. I said, hey, how are you doing, sir? He said, ah, I'm with somebody now. And the person told me that on campus you were a pastor. Is that true? And I said, yes, it's true, sir. He said, hey. I said, is there anything that contradicts? He said, no, 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 no. He just concurred with, you know, he just concurred with certain things. I have never told people I'm a pastor. I don't do that. I, I, I will live my life, normal lifestyle. You can conclude on your own. It was the believers, I mean the unbelievers in Antioch that said these people are Christians. The word Christian didn't come from church. Jesus did not say it. Are you a Christian, Muslim, or a pagan? <laughs> uh, you say I'm a Christian. The word Christianity is, a, is the philosophy of the world. The world, yes, it's not Christ. That is the religion part of the life that we are living today. What's the, what's the religious part? Church for real, every Sunday you come. Yes, sir, present, sir, I'm here. When we close 10.30 by 11 o'clock, you remove your shirt, Boko Haram terrorists, <laughs> on your shirt. From the bus, you, are, you, don't, you prefer fight with conductor. Before you reach house, the compound go no say, oh, he don't come. There was peace in this house. <laughs> there was peace. She has come or he has come. Wahala showed up. No, no, it's, it's wrong. I don't blame you. It's because of what you've heard. So you see people who take the mic and they minister. That is one of a hundred of ministration. The remaining 99 over 100 is the lifestyle that you live. It's the lifestyle that you live. I was listening to Mass Moreau, blessed memory. And he said he was to take a flight. And he was in the airport. And so he was hungry. He went to a certain lady who was selling some food and all of that. And so he sat down and bought snacks and just to wait for his flight. And the next thing, they started gisting. In the process of gisting, she led the woman to Christ that day. When I heard that testimony, I said, wow. See, this is deep. As you go about your daily ministration, that is ministry consciousness. Ministry consciousness. You say, but you know the type of job that I do, pastor, is difficult. I am not asking you to carry a megaphone and begin to preach in your company. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I am asking you to live the life of Christ. That's what I'm telling you to do. Live the life of Christ. I have worked in different corporate, I'm a corporate man, I have worked in different corporate organizations. And I have heard, ah, when you say that organ na pastor for in church, you say, God forbid, bad thing. If na pastor will me safe, I go enter heaven before him. You know why? Because of the type of life people are living in the corporate world. They, they come to office with a face. 
and they come to church with another face. I am not asking you not to get your job done. Get your job done, but just live the life of Christ. What is the life of Christ? Love. Jesus Christ said something. He said there are two greatest commandments. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, everything. And love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Everything is not fight. Everything is not always, you know, quarrel. The works of the flesh are manifested, which are these. Go and read it. Galatians chapter 5. He said, the works of the flesh, which are these. Anger. You know, all the things are listed. Plenty. So if you say that you are a minister, you only minister on Sunday, and you are living a life that is full of the works of the flesh, you are not getting the job done. You are not getting the job done. You live your life based on the fruits of the Spirit. Patience, love, long-suffering. Let me tell you something. It's deep to forgive, I know. How can they be killing somebody and the person says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do? Recently, God just gave me a formula. When, I, when somebody offends me or when I see an action that is inimical to the lifestyle of Christ, you know what I say? I say, this is knowledge gap. The person does not know. So, it gives me the responsibility for me to teach the person. Teach, for me to teach the person if I have the opportunity. What am I saying this morning? Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. We'll round off from there. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. Hallelujah. Ministry consciousness. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. This is what we are born to do. Now, let me also say that living a life that is blessed, physical blessing is important. So, when the Bible says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall be witnesses. Now, like I've broken it down, it means a servant or a messenger. Now, a messenger of somebody, a servant that is sent by somebody. So, what it also means is that when they are looking for somebody who is blessed, they point to you. When they are looking for somebody who is intelligent, they point to you. When they are looking for somebody who is hardworking, they point to you. When they are looking for somebody who has integrity and reputation, they point to you. That's what the word witness means. So, you say, Pastor, I cannot preach. It's not a problem. But your lifestyle, is it, can somebody point to you and say, ah, see, this is how the world thinks. The world thinks in terms of brand. They think in terms of brand. So, when they are looking for somebody who, who, depicts, who depicts a good marriage, somebody who has a good marriage, they will think in their mouths, ah, who has a good marriage? Who can we call now to talk, talk to us about, um, to counsel us about marriage? They'll say, okay, yes, 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 Patrick, uh, Edwards, and Bola, they have a good marriage. Let's go and meet them. That's the way the world thinks. 
If the world is looking for integrity, somebody who has integrity and reputation, you say, ah, who can we call? They'll mention, uh, brother, ah, I'll leave that one, that one. They, 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 that day they give her money, chop all the money. Okay, um, they'll mention sister. They'll say, ah, this, ah, no, ah, don't mention that my name here. Don't. So they will not say, Erosa. Oh, Erosa, hey. Yes, I think Erosa has integrity. Let's go and meet him. That's the way the world thinks. Now, that is simple. When the Bible says, you shall be witnesses unto me, it means that you are the one expressing the gospel because you have dunamis. It means when the world is looking for the person that has so, 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 and so qualities, they are the, you are the one that you are going to call. It is called referencing. You become a reference point. That's what it means. So if you don't have ministry consciousness, you will live anyhow. Ask yourself. If the world is looking for somebody who has integrity, will they look for you? I mentioned when I was talking about integrity and reputation the other day. What played out on February 25th is a matter of integrity and reputation. Simple. Why are, why are Nigerians, most Nigerians are not happy on that day? Apart from the fact that the process was not followed by INEC in terms of what they promised, people believed that a certain candidate, because of his integrity and reputation, and what is integrity and reputation? What you have done in the past, your lifestyle, this person would have made a better president for us. It's simple. So when they were looking for someone to raise the dead, who did they look for? They looked for Peter. Because he has a reputation in that matter. When the Bible says even his shadow, as he was moving, his shadow was healing the sick. His shadow was healing the sick. What reputation do you have? When they are looking for somebody who has become a prayer project, with all due respect, you have become a prayer project. Everywhere you go, you are collecting, you are looking for every, everything you want to, anybody you want to see, you want to collect. You have formed a reputation for yourself as well. It's simple like that. I hope I'm not going below the, below the belt this morning. But that's what it is. It's ministry consciousness. Let the world not make you, mess you up in such a way that you come to church for real in the morning. You have a face. They know you as brother this. You minister, you do everything, then you leave the church. Immediately you leave the church, you're another person. No, that's not how it works. Ministry consciousness is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And that is what forms your reputation. Rise up on your feet. That's what forms your reputation. Hallelujah. So, you are who you are and what you are based on what the word of God says about you. They know me. Pastor Ruth, she's somewhere. They know me in my house. I don't, I don't want to hear you curse. You say idiot. Or they say, even if you say what's wrong with you. It's, it's, I, can't, I don't want to hear it. There was a day one of my daughters used the word. Where about, I was about taking them in the car. And she expressed herself. She was angry. She expressed herself to the other one. And I said, what? Where did you hear that? Come, come, come. I don't want to hear that in this house. And the other one said, eh, Daddy, is in school. She heard it in school. I said, even if the, your friends are saying it, don't you ever. 
I cannot remember the last time I told somebody, you decrease, your head correct, or you demand. I can't say it. It's not in me. I cannot. And so when I see people around my world saying it, it's alien to me. I'm wondering why. And you know how it happened? I read the scripture when Jesus Christ said, if you tell your neighbor, you fool, you are liable to have fire. I say, wow. Which means Jesus did not succumb to the word fool. How dare you tell somebody a fool, let alone somebody who is a member of your family. You are in the same house in terms of you belong to Christ together. You are telling the person you are a fool, idiot, see your head, goat head, and all of that. I can't, I can't understand that. I can't understand that. And that same mouth, you are using it to hold the mic and minister? No, something is wrong. No, 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 no. Something is wrong. So it's ministry consciousness. Ministry consciousness is your lifestyle. You are not changing. It's your lifestyle. It's your lifestyle. You are in the car. You are yourself. You are in the marketplace. You are yourself. Hallelujah. Everywhere you go, you are yourself. You are in your house. You are yourself. You are watching TV. You are yourself. Even when you are watching TV, self, and there's a mumu inside the TV, to even call the person and say, this person is a mumu, it's, it's even difficult. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ministry consciousness. So Jesus Christ said, when the Holy Ghost shall come, he shall give us the ability for us to do all things. Dunamis, dynamic ability to cause changes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody offends you. Instead of you to react, you go and pray. Somebody offended me one day. I was so angry. And I went to pray. And the next thing, the Holy Spirit ministered. He said, reach out to the person. I said, wow, but this person did wrong. He said, reach out to him. I had no choice. I picked up my phone and I reconciled. I was the one that initiated the reconciliation. Listen, when Jesus Christ said, the way that leads to eternal life eh, is what? Now they read the Bible here. It's narrow. The reply say no, no, more. I tell me the second one. The way that leads to to hell is what is broad. Okay, you, you know you, you have studied the Bible. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus went about doing good. It was a lifestyle, and the lady said, "I perceive you are a prophet. I perceive you are a prophet. There's something about you." That's the testimony you should carry. Let them say there's something about you. I carry the blessing everywhere I go. Everywhere that I go. Hallelujah. When the ark landed in the house of Obedidon, what happened? Obedidon prospered. The same way, when you join a company, they are not making profit before. When you enter, they begin to make profit. Because you are blessed. Hallelujah. Everywhere you go, you are blessed. You are blessed. You don't come to church and begin to speak Christianese and say you are blessed, you are blessed. Immediately you enter your office on Monday morning, you are cursed, you are cursed. That's the next thing you say. No. Still continue with you are blessed. A brother was gisting me. He lives in the UK, my very good friend. He was gisting me. He said something was not happening in his company and everything was going wrong. And the Holy Spirit ministered to him, said you can pray. And he went and he started praying. Immediately he finished praying, the thing came back to life. Hallelujah. That's it. 
That's the, that's the spirit we carry. How did you get this job done? How did you get it? He said, it's the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Lift up your hands. Say, from today henceforth, I will live the life of Christ. And that is ministry consciousness. Hallelujah. Give Jesus Christ a big hand. Ministry consciousness. We are told that your gifts can become your ministry. That's just one over a hundred. The real ministry is your lifestyle. The real ministry is your lifestyle. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.